WWF and you will treat me with respect. Or I'll walk out of this arena. No chance. Oh my. Shane McMahon must be here at Cleveland because and Mr. McMahon running for a fight with his own son. It's officially going to happen at WrestleMania, but apparently it's going to happen here tonight. gotten the best of you i mean that you wanted to finalize this deal wcw at wrestlemania you wanted you have the audacity to ask ted turner himself to come down and finalize that deal well dad that's just the opportunity that i was looking for because, Dad, the deal is finalized with WCW. And the name on the contract does say McMahon. However, the contract reads Shane McMahon. Oh, my God! I don't believe it! That's right. I now own... WCW. I do not believe what we've heard. Shane McMahon has fought WCW. And Mr. McMahon is an absolute shock. The PWR presents What If. What if John Cena turned heel? What if China became the first woman world heavyweight champion? What if Owen Hart never passed away? What if Magnum TA never got into a car crash? What if Hulk Hogan stayed with the AWA? What if Shawn Michaels signed with WCW? What if WCW won the Monday Night Wars? What if Vince McMahon's WrestleMania failed? What if... <laughs> it is so nice to do it twice in a row, Reflection Ice. <laughs> it's more devilish. It is more mysterious. It is more clandestine. I don't even know if that's a word, but anyway. <laughs> 
I am just going giddy. I'm just crazy because, you know, it was so successful to change the course of wrestling history last time on the PWR podcast at the Hami Media Group at Podbeam.com that, you know what, I just had to do it all over again. But, you know, I have to say this before I introduce myself, before I introduce my partner, that I have to, you know, I have to shout out a new reflection like TW and that on the Facebooks, courtesy of the PWC discussion group, the PWCites, Christopher Paul Cruise Windland. I want to shout you out because, you know, you gave praises to the professor. You gave praises to TW about the way we, we you know, our cohesion, TW, our teamwork. And of course, what if? is one of the most popular, you know, shows that the PWR podcast does. You know, at least 12 will watch the what ifs. I don't know about the 12 for the episodics. I don't, maybe the 12, I don't know about the 12 for the movies, but I know that the audience loves the rivalries, the spotlights, and the what, and the most popular is the what ifs. The other ones, you know, again, it, 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 I do a poll, TW, I just do a poll, and I just know what what is popular and what is not. So, you know, it, neither here nor there. I'm not mad at 12 that doesn't listen to everything. But again, just like Donnie Day 1, he binge he binge listens. So he might miss a couple, but he binge listens. I know that. Phyllis Scott Wood, he binge listens. Gooch, I don't know what the fuck you at, but I know eventually <laughs> you will listen. He just to had a birthday recently, the Gooch. And, but he didn't, you know, Professor said happy birthday. TW said happy birthday. You could at least said happy, you know, thanks to the PWR podcast. We let you on the show one goddamn week. But anyway, neither here nor there. More than Green, once. I know. Greenpeace, he binge listens too. And, you know, Michael Davis, he binge listens when he gets a chance. Jeff Rippin, the doctor of Rustonomics, he binge listens when he gets a chance too. So we have a lot of reflection. We have the 12 that ride strong. The SNX Express. They, you know, again, binge listen. But Christopher Paul Prusswinden, I just want to shout you out. Newest reflection like TW, so I just wanted to shout him out. The Fancy 14. The, the Fancy 14. Oh, okay, whatever. The Fancy 14. Filthy, the 14. Filthy 14. Fil oh, what? He's not filthy. I don't want to say Christopher Paul Prusswinden is filthy. He's fantastic. He's fancy. He's fabulous. Fantastic 14. What the, the Fantastic Four already? Are we reusing we, names? We, we already passed that. When we're at the Magnificent Seven, all those hype, all those adjectives do not mean anything. I thought, speaking of all these Fs, I thought you were going to be talking about our newest member, Wander Franco, is who I thought you were inducting into our, our group. Oh, what up to the Tampa Bay Rays baseball, you know, I think second baseman, Wander Franco. Franco. Okay. <laughs> I, I got, thank God he's a Dominican, not a Puerto Rican. That, that's me to hear no there. But if you don't know the story, Google it. I ain't going to get into that. But anyway, neither here nor there. He's not guilty. But welcome. <laughs> I, I went, Well, Wander Franco, he wants me to do a what if on him. What if we could change that kind of history? But again, welcome to the PWR podcast here at the Hami Media Group at Podbean.com. And welcome or welcome to a special what if inspired by Christopher Paul Pusey. Winland himself because you know he was giving this professor some suggestions and you know he got the professor to think but again i must introduce introduce myself because i am vain like that i must introduce myself because i must get younger every day i must get the grays out of my pubes i must get the grays out of my head don't give me that look i don't care i must do it because it got to be glorious i'm the most charismatic one i'm the most scholarly one I am the most effervescent one, but most importantly, I am the most 
Delirious One, the only objective man in this IWC, YWC, PWC punditry, the only objective man in this political spectrum, your friend of mine, the Professor Chabel Bell Cruz. And I'm not here alone to change the course of wrestling history. No, 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 no. I am here with my brother from another mother, the conservative liberal, liberal conservative, dum dum doing idiots on the iron stomach one, Mr. Wonderful. And I must call him out. I'm blaming him. He's the spokesperson for the Detroit wrestling fans who made SummerSlam god awful. They were quiet. I don't know what the hell happened. What did you do, TW? He is D. No, no, I gotta say it right. <laughs> D. Tommy wonder what the hell happened to the Detroit fans. You know, I understood one match where y'all were quiet, and that was Ronda Rousey and Shane. That was it. But. Some of, the, some of the crowd reactions were a little bit like, what the hell was happening, man? It just, uh, you always said, and I quote, that when it's in a stadium, when it's in a dome, when it's 50,000 plus strong, you know, the, the sound reverberates up. Was it noisy? What, what happened? Give us some details. So let me man. tell you. Let me talk to you. So first match just was phenomenal. The crowd was everywhere. Some of the funniest chants I ever heard. Uh, excuse me, Travis. It's just, I'm quoting, fuck Ohio was one of them because of Logan Paul, which is hilarious because he lives in Puerto Rico now. Even he says fuck Ohio. So uh -huh. it, it, uh, he didn't, you didn't hurt his feelings. Is that a Lions town? No, it was a Knicks town. Oh, so, so that, that place was buzzing. And then the second match was Cody and Brock, which to me was the best match of the night. It, it was like somber because Cody was just getting pummeled. But once Cody made the comeback, that place came unhinged. And then the uh -huh. Battle Royal, yeah, when he won it, it sounded like Daniel Bryan went into Triple Threat at WrestleMania, whatever he was on. Wait, and did so, you did you run to get a shirt, or you already had that shirt? I ordered this shirt before the event, and uh -huh. it was supposed to come the week before. It came three days after. So I uh, ended up buying a, I don't know where I put it. Oh, it's up there. It's a never give up John Cena towel because, uh -huh. you know, I give them enough money for that ticket. I need to buy no $50 shirt, too. I got this shirt for like 20 bucks because I, I had a deal from Fanatics, but um, gotcha. 23 bucks. But um, anyway, I, all I thought was, wow, this is the be all end all. Like if I feel it because, you know, I've said it before, I'm more of a critic than a fan. But uh -huh. I'm starting to get a little fan that's going between L.A. Knight and Cody Rhodes and if they ever find Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano comes back, and Adam Cole is currently being ruined for me. But whatever. Any, uh, but anyway, I just thought, wow, this is this is next level. And then Ronda Rousey match happened. I went to the concessions because I got a hook up there. It was right behind where I was sitting. We okay. were in the concessions. We didn't even know the match started. I heard someone's music that I can only assume was Shayna Baszler's because I didn't know it. And I know Rhonda comes out to Avril Lavigne, I think. Um, and so we stuck our heads out and we're like, is there a match going on? And they were in like a ground and pound or a it was, an it was an MMA style match. Right. Anyway, mm -hmm. it absolutely was the personification of popping the balloon and letting the air out of the building. It never recovered. And then the problem from there was... The next match, which I think a lot of people were looking forward to, was Gunther or Walter, whatever whatever his name is this week. You had it right. You had it right. It is Gunther. So mm -hmm. Gunther, I thought that was the old name. Gunther versus Drew, 
because they did the exact same thing they did at the castle or WrestleMania with when they beat the piss out of each other with Sheamus. They did the same thing, but it was the wrong place to put that match. What they should have put there was was really the, Logan the, Paul. They should have uh, saved Logan Paul for there because Cody and Brock would have got the place, you know, where you needed it. Uh-huh. They they didn't need another like hard hitting match because that's I mean. I saw none of Ronda Rousey's match. And I'm not even, I say her name because she's the star. I don't blame it all on her, but it was that you match. You could. And so the match with Drew and, and Walter, Gunther, whatever, it, it never got going because they were so dead from that other match. And then when they finally started getting going, was towards the end. And, and I think people wanted to see Drew win. I don't think they wanted, because you, you basically have Walter and Roman both. They're, they're the title matches besides Seth. They're the title matches that everyone's like, they got to be losing tonight. And then neither one of them lost. So mm-hmm. after that, I believe was Seth Rollins and Finn. Crowd was kind of coming around. They didn't really get into it until Drew, or uh, not Drew, Damian Priest came out. Then it started getting unpredictable. I think people wanted Finn to win because they popped more when it looked like yeah. Finn was going to win. And then were, it ended. I wanted I wanted Finn to win too. So I, I have to I absolutely I wanted Finn and Roman to win. Because I, I just I now I'm okay with Jay wins the belt, but the way they had it before, it would have made Jimmy look like an afterthought. If 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 you win a tag team title, hold it longer than anybody, lose it, and immediately one of you wins the world title and neither one of you went yep. through a barbershop window, it's uh-huh. not good. It's not good. So I'm glad he lost. But anyway, when when the next girls match came out, <sighs> Took the light right out of the building again. It sounds misogynistic that it, the, the air led out with women. Yeah, dude, but they they weren't good matches either. I'm, I'm, I'm actually I didn't even you. see around this match, but if you're telling me it was an MMA style, that's not what they came to see. They came to watch wrestling, not mm-hmm. MMA. So so that match sucked the life out until you know Sky cashed in. Then they got on their feet, and then the absolute worst match I've ever seen live in my life. That's supposed to be good was Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. It was horrible. It was horrible to be there. It didn't even start till after midnight and ended at like twelve forty. People were tired. People were ready to go home. Yeah, that, and then that, Roman I, the, wins the timing, again. The t- yeah, the t- I was tired, and then I had to record a PWL. The, prob- the problem was n- most of these pay per views used to start at seven p.m. Now they mm-hmm. make them start at eight. So 8 to 12 is the same as going 7 to 11 like the old days when it ended at like 10.40 something, 10.50 something. Mm-hmm. Well, 8 to 12 is good enough. You didn't have to go to 12.45. And no rock. There was no surprise. There was Randy Orton sightings. There was rock sightings. It was Bobby Roode sightings. Not one of them guys showed up. So it was like it was just such a letdown. And for it to start off so, so good, those first three matches. I blame A-Track Brown. Because he talked smack about it when those three matches were the only three matches that had happened. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, are you watching something else? Because I'm here and this place is live. And because I had to stick my nose in it and defend it, it just went to absolute shit from that point on. It was it was it was not good, dude. And, well, and I'll tell you this. I, I, say, I say this again, you know, in, in, in difference to AEW, the fans cheer for every move, every every uh spot monkey shit and that's where people are you know if you're trying to like compare the two you're not going to be you're not going to be invested in a wwe match wwe what they do 
is they go for the pop moment. They go right. for the for the spot moment. And I'm not talking about a moves reflection. I'm just saying the 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 height of the match, the height of the moment. And they hit home runs sometimes, like Cody and Brock, like you said. They hit a home run with Logan Paul and Ricochet. Technically, they did it with Drew and Gunther. But again, like you said, the crowd was a little bit like dead. And that's what was kind of weird to me. And Jay and Roman, I'm not expecting like a Japanese strong style match. I was expecting it. The Jimmy Uso part was the spot. That was it. That was that was the spot of the night. That was that was supposed to be the spot of the moment. So it is what it is. So, you know, it's a, it's a nice SummerSlam report, TW. Just give a closing thought. Let's put a bow on that. So this way we can change the course of wrestling. You know, I, I kept telling people it was 50-50, but really it was like it was 60-40 the bad way. You know, just mm-hmm. especially hey, being there. It's an it's an honest critique. I mean, you was there. Especially, I wasn't. Especially mm-hmm. being there, man. Like I funny enough, I planned on watching it back at home and I still haven't. But uh mm-hmm. I want to see Cody and it, it a lot of it is I think there were fans into it, but I, I tell you this, I was there. The second the Roman Reigns match started, uh-huh. people were leaving. And it wasn't like going to the bathroom. There were people, like families were getting out Because it was 1230. That's I what I was going to say. Yeah. I would say most likely because, no, it ended at 1230. It was like 1150 when, was it the ladies match before that? Yeah, because the ladies yeah. were in between Seth and Roman title matches. So. Uh-huh. But that was the surprising. That was the surprising part. It just went over midnight. Like, why? Why did it go over midnight? These were seven matches. It had its moment. But then Triple H went like he smoked some cocaine and just said, give him all 30 minutes. I'm like, no, you don't. Not every match needs to be 20, 30 minutes. Some matches can be Perfect example is that triple threat match was so long and boring. And then when Bianca got hurt, people are like, man, she really hurt. Like, you couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking to see people. They they literally had medics looking at her on the side. So it was. I yeah. think I think she's like, "Fuck it, I can finish it," because she didn't want to take away Isles, you know, shine because that's mm-hmm. who she beat was her. But it also could have been, I don't want to not get my title reign. Even it's going to end tonight anyway. Why not? But she mm-hmm. got in there and did something off the top rope, and I'm like, maybe her shit ain't hurting unless yeah, she's going it, 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 it was story. It was storyline. But anyway, yeah. thank you for that little. SummerSlam report, you know, the SummerSlam hangover. So, you know. Yeah. So before we get into this, you said something for the executive producer extraordinaire. You had something to show yes. for him because he was a he so was Ray, Ray tagged me on a post like he thought he was turning me on to something new. And I'm like, Ray, I've already had them, but they already got these. And he says, Ooh, unboxing. So just for Ray, I'm gonna show you these three. These are actually you know, a lot of people open their stuff, right? I'm a combination. Mm-hmm. I open some, I close out, or leave <laughs> close. I leave others in package. Um, a lot of stuff behind me is, is just older stuff, secondary. Mm-hmm. But this right here, these box, this is Luthes, comes with that that NWA title belt from back when you were a kid. And the packaging is so well done. And then you can open it and then see inside. And this is Luthez, and it's got like a story on them. Uh-huh. See how, you know, yeah. it doesn't do it justice here. When they're out of the package, they look pretty awesome. But when when the, you flip it open, that's better than opening the whole package and then ruining right. the box and ruining the texture right. and ruining and the. And my dude Magnum, my Facebook friend Magnum TA here, with my third favorite championship belt of all time. Actually, uh-huh. this is it's probably my, yeah, it's 
It's third. It's behind the IC and the TV. But NWA mm-hmm. is representing two thirds of the top three. And this is right. Magnum. Um, when uh, Matt Cardona opened his, the legs broke right off of a Bruiser Brody. So they got mm-hmm. delayed in shipping because um, they redid them all to fix those legs. And right. uh, then my favorite, the reason I bought them, and I paid a lot of money for these three. And Ray's tagged me on a secondary market that's $10 off, and they're still $90 each. I paid mm-hmm. $110 for all three. But my dude, my man, should have been bigger. But I'll take it. He was NWA world champion. His brother had to die for that to happen. But mm-hmm. I wish they had put the knee pads on him because you know how I feel about the knee pads not being on the guys. But right. he comes with the world champ- world-class championship wrestling title belt. See it there? And then mm-hmm. the other three are... Stan Hansen, Bruiser Brody, and Vern Gagne. At Gagne. I didn't want to get all them. Um, DiBiase was supposed to be in the line in the yeah, matching outfit. Not, not, a, not until he gets his court dates uh, fixed. So no, no, no. It was uh, not because of that because these were a oh. year ago. Um, oh, okay. DiBiase was supposed to be in the line, and he was a tag team with Stan Hansen, which I didn't know that. They were mm-hmm. tag team champions in Japan, and they were yeah. gonna do it. And then they, the WWE Mattel figures already had the rights, which leads me to this: GameStop, the all glitter version of the Million Dollar Man with his little belt. Mm-hmm. When I went and picked that up, I found the Chase Beth Copeland. Beth mm-hmm. Uh, and then oh, okay, TW, you only said you wanted to show Ray the other stuff. Now you, now you're really doing the revealing, exclusive. man. What are you doing? Uh, these two came today. I got a real man. I can. Okay. King Thank you. Booker. Thank you. In the project. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're good. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to play the Oscar music, man. Blame Ray. Yes. Blame. Thank you, Ray, for making me go a little bit overtime with this. We're trying to change history now. You're changing the history of PWR right now, Ray. But I still love you. No, neither here nor there. But. Let's get into what we do best. This was, you know, it was a great precursor. We had a SummerSlam report. We had a revealing and an unboxing, even though it wasn't unboxing. Shit. Hey, man. DiBiase. Uh, okay, that's Gary it. Gary Von Erich. I got you. I got Bulldog you. Bulldog all had great SummerSlam moments. So there you go. Do, 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 do. Okay, now we move on to the next presentation. I hurt my leg sitting cross-legged like that. It hurt my leg. Jesus Christ. Okay. Come on. I got I to bring it back, Reflection, as you know how I do it. But again... This is what we do best. We are going to do a what if. And we're going to change the course of wrestling history because this is one of the biggest things because it was apropos, TW, to do this what if because of what is going on right now. We know that in the coming weeks, maybe by September, maybe by October, but at least by the end of this year, it will be official that the merger will happen between WWE and UFC to become a conglomerate, you could say, TKO Holdings. But it just made it so funny to the professor that I'm thinking we got to this point because of certain other things that happened. And one of the two major things that happened to start the 21st century was the closing of operations of two companies in North America, ECW and WCW. And WCW is the biggest one because of what could have happened. Eric Bischoff and his uh, fusion investment firm was so close to purchasing WCW from uh, Time Warner, right, TW? 
But Time Warner was refusing. They were not like the Warner Brothers Discovery people right now that is just welcoming wrestling with open arms on TNT and TBS. That is welcoming Tony Khan and Shaq Khan and AEW to bring wrestling back. They didn't want it. So Eric Bischoff and Fusion Investment Firm said, fuck the deal. Which, lo and behold, made Vince McMahon and World Wrestling Entertainment to purchase it. Swoop in. Swoop in and pay, I believe it was either $2 million to $5 million. I heard five. On a, on a company, on a valuation that could have been worth maybe $60 million, maybe $70, $80 million. That is a bargain basement rate purchase that Vince McMahon I heard. I heard that Bischoff's amount was more. Right, yeah. because Bischoff was buying the intellectual property rights, he was buying the video library, but most importantly, the valuation of the 60, maybe 70, maybe 80 million was because Nitro and Thunder was on TBS and TNT. That increased the valuation. Once they canceled those shows, it decreased the valuation, and WWE swooped in. So now, Reflectionites, with that kind of logistics out of the way, we wanted to play a little bit of a fun what if, TW. What if Shane McMahon himself legitimately, undisputedly purchased WCW up from under his father? Because two to five million in the in Shane McMahon's trust funds, you know, that is an investment, but at least that's a calculated investment for Shane McMahon to do, TW. So it, it can, can be conceivable. And the reason we're going to talk about this reflection ice is because what is happening right now because of the merger, TW, Vince McMahon is doing succession and he's winning. You know, everybody's playing checkers when he's playing chess. He froze out Stephanie. He froze out Shane. He probably froze out Linda McMahon because they're divorced. He froze out Triple H. It's all his. It's, it's legitimately almost his baby again. He doesn't want to give it up. It was supposed to be a family business, TW. It, you know, went from Vince, Vince Sr. to Vince Jr. And it could have went to both Shane and Stephanie right now as we speak. But Vince McMahon, he wants to cheat death, too. He wants to live forever. But again, neither here nor there. Tiger blood. Right. It's tiger blood. Tiger style. Whatever the case may be. But TW, let's talk about that. Because before we change the course of wrestling history, we've got to talk about that. Because if Shane McMahon knew then what he knows now. Do you do you agree with the assessment that I think Shane McMahon would have found some investment partners to legitimately pay for WCW? What say you about that kind of what if right there? Well, if he knew the if, yeah, if, if, if he knew that future. Yeah, like if he did if he would have had heat with his dad, then he probably would have done it. But his heat also included fuck wrestling. I don't want nothing to do with it. But but I think knowing what they know now, I, I bet you Eric Bischoff would have went through with the deal and just found TV somewhere else because, I mean, it changed everything. It, 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 Vince getting a hold of it, as cool as it is now, now I like it because, you know, AEW's ruining it. But, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean he Vince just, having he the, just wanted to, like, poke that No, bear. no, no, what no, 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 no. And trust me, if I want to do that, I would say the other thing that I'm thinking. Mm. Mm -hmm. Just give it time. Vince is going to own that too, right? So, um, but, but I like now because I'm looking at a wall that is, there's there's figures on my wall, Magnum TA being one of them, who was never, ever in WWF. But he has a figure that matches 
Chris Jericho, Rick Rude, Rhino, AJ Styles, guys who were, because he owns the rights to all that, so now they're all one. That's what I like about it is the history being on one place, right? And not that damn YouTube stuff you send me or Daily Motion. It's on the Peacock, right? So on that end, I love it. But I, I think <coughs> I didn't realize it at the time, one, for being in the business, and two, I, 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 if you make me pick a side, Eric Bischoff, my side was always going to be Vince. It's just that's why I'm in the wrestling. That's why I was a wrestler. That's who got me to the dance. So that's why when I was forced to pick a side, that's the side I chose. Plus, I didn't like how um, callous they were about talking about putting someone a cavalier how cavalier they were about wanting to put someone out of business that's that's mm -hmm. no, nobody should want that you know and and i didn't wish it for wcw when they wished it on wwe but at the same token you know be careful what you ask for but i think bishop should have bought have it to, you have to cater to your audience to say certain things like that you have to be as cavalier braggadocious right. arrogant you know i get to, it to be in a position to at least the illusion of the position of strength. And Eric Bischoff tried to do that. But we knew what, that WCW was losing money hand over fist. They had the worst year in 2000, 2001, losing $60 million for Time Warner. So we and that was to get probably not counting the money hidden on the Warner staff of all the big contracts. Again, we're not getting into that logistics, TW, but it was one of the high factors of them closing its doors and not giving, you know, Eric Bischoff and Fusion the, the opportunity to resurrect it on their airwaves, on TNT and TBS, respectively. But on the flip side, again, I'm going to say this, TW, if I could, if you and I are in the DeLorean right now, we drive right. back and we drive to uh, Panama City 2001, the March, the last Nitro, I'd be like, Jay, Vince McMahon's going to snake you out. Buy the shit. Buy the shit. If I could say that, you all would love the professor because Professor would have Professor Chabelle Cruz would have saved wrestling for a different reason. Or maybe he might have changed, he would have changed it to the point that maybe there would be no ring of honor. Maybe there would be no impact wrestling. And of course, TW's favorite, there would never be an AEW. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Because if we tried to convince Shane McMahon to put his own money into it, TW, certain, certain, certain other, you know, dominoes wouldn't fall into place like it has in the last 20 years. What say you about that? Absolutely. But that, that would be basing on it being successful if one of them bought it. Cause it was, you just said it, they were, they were bleeding money. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like they were riding high when he would have been buying it. It would have been, you know, starting over. No, no, no. But, but at the but at the standpoint, if we're trying to tell Shane McMahon, if we're telling him your father's right. going to dick you over, do right. whatever needs to be done. You bleed out your trust fund. This is going to be the most important investment in your entire life. Because again, reflection act. We could go. We can fast forward because it was what two thousand nine. 10 or something like that. He went away from WWE because he started his own, he ventured into his own company. He went into the MMA business a little bit. He was a partner in some other kind of venture like that, TW, not UFC, but you know what I mean. He was in cer certain other business ventures. He saw the writing on the wall. So he had to leave his father because he knew his father wasn't going to get out of the way because at that time, Vince McMahon is healthy. Right now in 2020, Thrust TW, Vince McMahon is 
has spinal surgery. He's recovering from that. But of course, we know that he's battling, you know, SEC uh, file lawsuits and all that stuff. Tax evasion because of, you know, it's illegal to be a sugar daddy. That's what it is. It's, it's just illegal to be a sugar daddy. Wouldn't it be the, the girl that's avoiding taxes if he's giving her the money? She's the one responsible for taxes. No, because he's using company money to pay being a sugar daddy. It wasn't out of his own pocket. That's why it's, that's why it's illegal to be a sugar daddy. But in of his course, eyes, in, in yeah. his eyes, he thought it was legal because Wall Street does it all the time. Corporate America does it all the time. But again, now we're going to have fun. We gave that kind of logistics, TW. So we are going to, you know, we're not going to book it reflectionized because there's really no history to kind of change, right, TW? Because it's just right. more of, of the standpoint. So Shane McMahon, on the last night of Nitro, legitimately purchases it for 2 to $5 million, TW. So the question is, you are Shane McMahon. You right. are saying you're going to spread your wings. You're talking to, I, I would say this. Which way we, we could we go with this? Because what it looks more realistic to you that he can amicably part ways with Vince to say, I want to be competition, or would he have to be use ruthless aggression and say, I got to do what I got to do. This is my only time to run a company. This is right. my only shot. What say ETW? Right. Which, which approach? Would he want well, to that's... be a, would he want to be the student learning under the tree and like Vince be like, let's say, a consultant? To a degree. Well, if Vince was trying to buy it and Vince shot, or if Vince was trying to buy it and Shane bought it out from under him, it would be heat just on that alone. So mm -hmm. I think I would go as, and there's a reason I would, I would go as, you know what? They were close, but they ran out of steam. I'm going to finish the job off. And then maybe Shane's thinking he's going to buy WWE on the cheap because he wins the, the war, right? Um, and I WCW. think. No, no, no. He's gonna buy WWE after WCW puts them out of business. Oh, the other. Oh, you're flipping it. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Like because he, that's his company. It it should be mine. You, you get away. Your dad mm -hmm. gave it to you, younger than you are now. Give it to me. Um, sell it to me. And and so I think it would the heat would be the way to go because I think one of the biggest faults of the WCW invasion was none of the heavy hitters were on it. So right. if Shane wants to put him out of business he needs the heavy hitters and that's how you get the heavy hitters to participate is they want to finish the mission that's how you get hall nash and hogan to not sit at home for two years and get paid for nothing that's how you get sting and luger to not sit at home and do nothing they want they want wcw to win and they're going to be reinvigorated and maybe they don't trust shane all the way but they'd mm -hmm. be one eye open one eye on the prize and and they would you know go that but way. that but that is why buying it on the cheap for Shane, but also having investors with yeah. the resources, with the right. capital resources. Because again, right. you have to think about this scenario because you said the heavy hitters were on were on Time Warner contracts. Hogan was on a Time Warner contract. He wasn't gonna. He wants that money. So you gotta you gotta have your resources to buy those contracts out. Right. So that's a, that's right. a heavy price to pay for Hogan, Hall, Nash, Goldberg, Sting, Sting Luger. Luger and all that stuff, Jeff Jarrett, all that stuff. So, you know, for Shane to buy WCW on the cheap with the two to five million dollar range is one thing, but then having the resources behind him to buy out the contracts from Time Warner to create a you know, would be awesome. What would be awesome? So, who could be his benefactor? Who's that? Billionaire Ted, because he got rid of it because he merged. Imagine him getting it back. Ooh, 
that'd be that'd be interesting because then billionaire t- that's a great maybe partner investor yeah. or whatever the case may be that Silent billionaire partner or, or because well, billionaire ted you know there was i think if i'm not mistaken i might this might be a mandela effect he they, they interviewed him he did feel slighted by the time warner merger because again he what he didn't own it he had to answer to people above it and the shit that he he worked his his blood sweat and tears they, they like yanked him away they like pushed him to the side they're like Fuck you. We already paid you off. It doesn't matter. Is so, he still alive? No, he died. He did die? Yeah, he died. He died decades ago. But um, but that's a good that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, he did. Very, oh, yeah. He's going to Google it. Go ahead. But anyway. GTS. This, not CM Punk. Billionaire Ted would have been a great you know partner because he loved professional wrestling reflection. So it would make all the sense in the world to be one of the partners to have the resources Motherfucker, off. he's alive and he's 84 years old. No, he, he thinks he's alive. He's so alive he's... in Cincinnati, Ohio. You sure? Yes, I'm reading it right All now. All right, I, I'll take your word for it. I heard he died, but anyway, neither. Maybe I, I'm confused. You with... know what you're thinking of? Who? 2001, him and Jane Fonda got divorced. Oh, okay. Well, his dick died in 2001, according to Jane <laughs> Fonda. But he still was 61. But. It is a good name to, to use, TW. So Billionaire Ted would be a great example of one of the partners for it. So I would go with this way, TW, because with Shane McMahon, maybe Ted Turner, you know, as a silent partner, as you said, and his investors buying out the contracts, he's got a roster. Here's a caveat that we all forget. What happened in 2001 with WWE? Do you remember? No. no. They moved from USA Network to TNN, Spike oh, yeah. TV. That was Arnold. that year? Yeah. They moved in That's March. when they screwed ECW. Yeah, that, that's when they screwed ECW. So they moved. So here's a good scenario, TW, and follow me here because, again, you're buying out those, you're buying back those contracts of Hogan, Hall, Nash, and all that stuff, and Goldberg. So you, you put your, you put WCW, let's say on a hiatus, a legitimate hiatus. But like with, Ring of Honor. Get, like Ring of Honor. But but this is better and this is bigger. You start, you know, because he's a McMahon and because a McMahon has had a relationship with USA Network, he can actually go to USA Network. I'm not saying that he's going to get the same maybe lucrative deal. But if USA, even USA, like had had uh, reservations, they didn't want to pay WWE the, the, the sum that TNN paid. It was a hundred million dollar contract. USA was 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 not going to, you know, cater to Vince McMahon. That's why they went the other the way they did. But they learned the hard lesson that that Raw was a flagship, that it it was the it was the anchor to the network being top 10. And if it is and right now to this day, TW, and I'm being truthful here, and I'm, because they're top only Raw is top 10 in the demos. Weekly, you could say, but Monday, definitely weekly. Raw is the only thing that's put in USA besides the Law and Order SVU reruns. It's that and Raw. That's the, the staple. That's the identity of USA Network. So that's why I would say Shane McMahon can swindle his way to having one of those TV meetings with USA and say, you know what? I'll take your deal. I'll take the deal that you was going to give the WWE. Maybe let's say since it was a hundred million dollar deal, TW, I'll, I'll be nice. 60 million. 
Shane would have to take it no matter what because again, WCW was hemorrhaging money. So you're trying, you're trying to, you know, get back on TV by any means necessary. So you got to do that AEW Warner Brothers partnership. USA would have to at least have maybe 50% stake of, the, of, you know, WCW. What say you about that kind of scenario playing itself out? It'd be perfect. And, it, and if and if they left USA Today, USA Today, USA <laughs> Network and the Lurch, then they would be want that would be one more person going. You know what? Come on. Because we could win and also be winning with the other side this time, and they they mm-hmm. would that would make USA the ultimate champion because or the ultimate survivor because right. they would have rebounded from the eighty three weeks, put WCW out of business, and then help WCW come back into business with Shane McMahon with all mm-hmm. those other guys that have bad ill towards uh, Vince, and mm-hmm. I think I think it it would have ended up going another way. I think WCW would have stood a better chance. Yeah, because well, I think they have to have Goldberg, Sting, Hogan, Hall, Nash, all those guys have to be part of it. And they have to basically, no offense to, I think he's part of our family. Mm-hmm. Vince Russo can be nowhere near it. Uh, okay. Bischoff can be part of it, but I would use him as on screen, not behind the scenes. Um, well, and then, you know what? It's interesting you're saying that. Now let's get into the scenario of 2001, right, TW? Because yeah. with WCW and ECW closing its doors, and now our hypothetical that Shane McMahon saves WCW and finds a way to get back on USA Network. And they're on hiatus. So let's say since they closed its doors in March of 2001, right, TW? USA could like, you know, blitz market it. Oh, this coming fall, the rebirth of WCW. You know, like start on Labor Day 2001. The return. The Don't re- say rebirth. The return. Oh, of the WCW. return. Okay, I- I'll go with what you're or saying. Or even better than that. The debut of Monday Night Nitro on the USA Network. We, we could do that, too. I'm just saying, but you understand my, my yeah, yeah. scenario here because you got to put on hiatus and you got to build your roster. You got to have a management team. You got to have the head of, you know, talent relations, Paulie's writers, going there. bookers and all. Ooh, you know, that's what I was going to say, because Paulie went to. Now, nah, I don't know if Paulie would have went to WC, to the new WCW, because, again, he does have an affinity for Vince McMahon because, again, what Vince McMahon did for him, you know, right. they, they pay, he paid him under the scale, if you if you will, with the, the exchange of talents and, of course, keeping ECW alive. So I think there's a little bit of loyalty that Paul Heyman would have with Vince McMahon to go there first. But you said Bischoff would be important. So you want Bischoff only as talent or do you want him to be maybe talent relations? You want him to be behind the scenes? What kind the of prob- role? The problem is if you have him making decisions and stuff, he's not really a wrestling guy. He, he still doesn't. But remember, do. he's a Shane business Mc- guy. Shane McMahon has learned under Vince McMahon. So he has seen how right. Vince McMahon operates behind the scenes himself and Pat Patterson, himself and Gerald Briscoe, himself and maybe uh, Vince Russo, himself and John Lauren Ice and all that. Yeah, stuff. Russo we- can be nowhere near it because if, if for no other reason, whether it's justified or unjustified, they're everywhere he's been has had a period where they think it was horrible, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Except for WWE. WWE was it was all fucking milk and honey, right? But mm-hmm. WCW, they they blame him for it. Impact, they blame him for it. I don't even know if he went somewhere else after that. But he's pretty jaded because he doesn't like the, the all the negative stuff people saddle him with without crediting him for the good stuff. But like I think Kevin Nash has said it, like 
you know, they talk about all the stuff he did right, but they don't talk about all the stuff that he tried to do that Vince wouldn't let him do until he went to WCW and no one stopped him from doing it. And that's when you saw they're not all hits, right? They're, I'm, I'm not, not going to be a Russo shill here. I'm being objective, but I just right. want to ask you this, ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Do you think, let's just use the scenario. This is a hypothetical. I know you said keep Russo out of it, but as Rus- Russo went, knowing there was a buffer with Vince McMahon. Right. Do you not have the same confidence that Shane could be a buffer for Vince Russo's ideas, or would you think Vince Russo would work Shane McMahon? 100% he would. And and the problem is that Shane would be, Shane's main thing would be to say, bring it to me, whatever you got, because that would be the anti-Vince, right? Okay. Vince gave you everything and told you, no, your idea is stupid. So if he's this umbrella and he wants everyone under it, then he has to say yes to stuff. The okay. first, as soon as he starts saying no, they're like, I thought you were different than your dad. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to mm-hmm. be, and th- this is the recipe for disaster, which is, I think, the problem with AEW. You have so many people there. Their their main objective, well, some of them, they won't tell you this, their main objective is to check. But mm-hmm. their secondary objective is to show the WWE that it can be done better, right? Like, that's what makes you do crazy shit that you're thinking emotionally, not clearly and logically. And so if you have too many people that are bitter towards Vince, and I think Vince Russo is one of those people, then then you start having negativity spill in there. So that's what I mean by have him nowhere around it. Maybe mm-hmm. on a side note, if you're in town and want to grab a drink, hey, man, what would you do? And maybe implement some of his ideas, but you can't give him full carte blanche. You can't. So, so hire him as an outside consultant, just giving out or ideas. Or just be his friend and just say, hey, let's shoot the shit sometime. If we use it, we'll cut your check. All right. I'm, I, again, I, I wouldn't give ideas unless I'm getting paid for it. So just hire me as a consultant and just make right, it legitimate. Yeah, so, fine. you know, you know I'm not. Whatever the case may be. But again, you know, we're, we're giving we're giving scenarios reflections because, again, this is a very let's say a sketchy thing because again we're trying to be realistic with the roster and of course trying to respect the the history that happened that certain people did go to the wwe so you know the funny thing is how let me use this let me use this term because again the course of certain wrestlers taking the chance and i can think of one name already that's booker t he said fuck it i could have stayed 18 months with the Time Warner contract myself. I could have been home in Houston, Texas with my wife and stuff like that. Just, you know, working out and just, you know, resting my body and then go to WWE a year or two later, but then out of sight, out of mind. But do you think Booker T would have been loyal to WCW say, okay, Shane, I'll give you a chance because, you know, this is my baby. This is where I got my chance. I became a five-time WCW champion. What say you, TW, about that? GWF gave him his chance. No, um, but I mean the platform. How about that? I think Booker for sure does because here's the other thing. If they buy the contracts, he's got no choice. Mm-hmm. He'd have to just let it go out and then go. The problem, especially when you get older, I took four years off when I was 30. So I can't imagine taking two years off when I'm late 30s and then coming back and thinking I'm going to do it for a long time. I don't know how old Booker is. So, mm-hmm. um He's got to be. He's got to be close to. In, well, he's got to be in his early fifties, give or take, right? I'm in my early fifties. I think I'd say he's at least five years past me. 
So early to mid fifties again. That's the same. Mid thing. to late fifties is what I would say. I don't. I don't know. Well, you five gonna, years put you at just 55, Google. Do, yes. do your job I'm and Google it. All right, thank I'm you very much. Google it. But answer the question. Um, but I I think one of the reasons you go back. First of all, they at least matched the money, if not gave them more. Mm-hmm. And like you said, out of sight, out of mind. But also, he is eight years older than me. In two years, he'll be 60. Okay. I'm sorry, a year and a half, because it's March 1st. Jesus. So 20 well, thank, years ago, you, he was Thank 40. you, Google. Thank you, Google, the sponsor yeah, of Wikipedia. the PWR pocket. And Wikipedia. Uh, so that means he was almost 40 when he made that decision. And is a smart one, because if you sit out two years... One of two things happens. The out of sight, out of mind bites you in the ass and they don't offer you a job when you're done at the two years. And they mm-hmm. might be spiteful towards you because you didn't come back when they asked to. Or two, you come back, Shane, you come back, CM Punk, and mm-hmm. you come back and shit breaks a whole lot easier because you ain't done it for a couple of years. And that's right. the risk you you run. Like, look at AJ. You wouldn't think that he's 42, 43 years old because he hasn't stopped. The mm-hmm. second he stops... He's going to feel 42, 43 years old. But but I, I have to push back a little bit. I guess it's it depends on where the hierarchy, TW, right? Booker T needed to be on TV as quickly yeah. as possible. Yeah. But Hulk Hogan, Hall, and Nash didn't need to be on no. TV quickly because you still remember them for the contributions they made. And they still, you know, they did their thing in 2002. So it was nothing different. So, you know. That that's the fun. That's the that's the kind of like the hyperbole. That's the quandary because what if Hogan, Hall, and Nash said, "Nah, we can wait." I mean, you you can run this. You can run this, Shane. Or do you think they want to be spiteful towards Vince and try to be motivated to help Shane? What say you about that kind of hyperbole? Because the, you like you said, they're the ones that will. They, they're all about the money. They'll take the money. They're not gonna go for the love of wrestling. What say you, TW, about maybe whole, the the original three of the NWO? Well, they're also probably wounded pride because they lost. So mm-hmm. if they come back and join in, it'll be like, well, we didn't lost. We just took a break and now we're going to win, you know? So but that again, that, they didn't, but then they, they, they do the same thing like Booker T they get bought out or, or, they, or Shane buys out the contracts. They don't get paid right. or whatever. That's, that's the thing because you always say they're about the money. Booker T. If they're going to get paid, I'm saying they're not going to do oh, it okay. free. Of course. Okay. I'm, I'm saying there's two things they don't want. They mm-hmm. don't want to lose. So right. this is a chance to like wipe that loss off the record and say, ah, it was a pause. Mm-hmm. And two, they don't want someone else to win without them. Okay. Then again, if they did lose without them, then Vince will give them whatever they want to come help them win it back. You know what I mean? It would be a mm-hmm. seesaw battle. But um, I think. I think it all. I think they would hopefully learn from their mistakes and not have every member of the roster as an NWO member of some kind. Well, well we're um, not booking it just yet. I'm, I'm no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying you, you, they would come back to succeed, and in order to succeed, they would have to do things differently and eat some crow and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, that wasn't the right move here. We need to do this move instead." That's well, what there, I mean. I would say this: that there needs to be a synergy between you know the old guard. The guys with the clout, the guys with status, like we talk about Hogan, Hall, Nash, Goldberg has status, Sting has status and stuff like that. Because, of course, if you want people to go, you know, September 2001 on the rebirth, oh, I'm sorry, the return of WCW Monday Nitro, you got to have your A plus players to make me want to watch. 
in in contrast to WWE on and, TNA. And maybe Shane has inside information, and in that waiting period, he knows of someone whose contract was up, and that's when he can come out and do what Luger did on that very first Nitro and have right. mm -hmm. someone come out. To Rick, I don't know who was around in 2001, but Kurt Angle or whoever. Just I don't think Angle was a star. Who, no, no, not about not about whose contract is up. Maybe who's bitter right now in WWE right. in 2001. So you know right. you could do you could do a right. lot of things like that. I would say this again. It depends on the roster, but of course. Again, they need that that good management team behind the scenes. Shane is the figurehead running behind the scenes. We're a little bit tested. We're, we're a little bit on the on the on the fence with the Bischoff Russo thing. Again, like you said, you gotta put you gotta pull them back, pull the reins back on even both of them because again, maybe Jerry Jarrett's in there. That's Jerry Lawler. Ooh, that you know what? Since you said the name Jarrett. And Lawler had his issues with, with Vince McMahon in 2001 because of the cat, his ex, one of his ex-wives. So right. let's use Jerry Lawler and Jeff Jarrett because Jeff Jarrett doesn't get a lot of credit in the 2000s because with TNA, right, TW? Not that he discovered, but he offered a platform to AJ Styles. He offered a platform to Bobby Roode. He offered a platform to Samoa Joe. So he had the eye for the next talent. For the next generation. So what say you, TW, about, you know, like you said, I would push Vince Russo to the side, but I would kind of like elevate Jeff Jarrett or I would elevate Jerry Lawler in the in the Booker agent roles to, to a degree. One of one of Jeff Jarrett's biggest hits for me mm -hmm. is America's Most Wanted. They they were super over. And Chris Harris in particular, you just like. This dude's a star. He that's who Hangman Page reminded me of when when I first saw him was uh Wildcat Chris Harris or whatever he called himself. Mm -hmm. And then Chris Harris leaves and goes to the WWE and just fucking lead balloons it, right? Just yeah, he put on he, weight he, drinking. He became like Chet bloated. Walker with a with a bloated yeah. gut. Yeah, he got fat and and then he, but but Jerry or Jeff Jarrett made him a star, right? He mm -hmm. didn't take a star. He gave Scott Demore and Team Canada as much airtime as they wanted, and they got over. And then the beautiful people, like that, was legit homegrown. Like AEW likes to call the pillars. They just they just had hit after hit after hit. Like people I would name right now, e Elix Skipper, all these guys who I think they were in WCW for a little bit. Elix Skipper, like towards yeah. the end, but nothing like you would but call Jeff, him but Jeff Jarrett gave him a platform with TNA and they, and they shine, to elevate themselves right? to shine. Yeah. And so. they, Christopher Daniels, who came up with me, like I said, he was part of that Windy City stuff. He he was over there. Um, mm -hmm. Just just all these guys. When I remember turning it on, I didn't know who any of these dudes were. And it's it's no it's no surprise to me that their luck turned to shit when they added old stars. Other mm -hmm. than Kurt Angle, that was he wasn't an old star. He was in his prime when he went there. Christian I, I, was in his prime. I think we just created our foundation behind the scenes with the new WCW. Shane McMahon, right. Jeff Jarrett, and Jerry Lawler. Because yeah. those two can actually do shit behind the scenes. They yep. understand promotion. And they had a successful booking. promotion in Tennessee right. for 50 years. And they have the eye for talent and the eye for young talent. So they would have that hybrid of creating the next level stars while Shane McMahon promotes 
maybe the Hall, the Hogan's, the Halls, the Nashes, and the Goldberg. Goldberg is a, is a key reflection. Don't get it twisted because Goldberg on the return of WCW in September 2001 on the USA Network, he would have to be your figurehead. He would have to be your, your centerpiece because he's your brand. They fuck, he's your brand That's because they straight they fuck, homegrown. Because guess what? Stone Cold Steve Austin, he's you know he's he's battered, he's brutal, you know he's bitter, his his body's brittle. That's the word I'm looking for. He, he you know we don't know how long he's got with his neck problems, his leg problems, and all that stuff. It would be another maybe year or two before he officially retires in 2003. Tw. So you would all take right. advantage of the Goldberg looking like Stone Cold Steve Austin, that he would be your figurehead, and you would book him correctly. You book him right. So what say you, TW, about who would be the figurehead? Who has to be the figurehead of WCW? You just don't put the belt on Shane. You start there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if Jerry Shane Jared can wrestle. Are... I mean, wait, wait. Ooh, before anyway, before, let, me, let me ask you this, because Shane could do something that Vince did, but Shane is younger. He's in his 30s in the 2000s. So he can be not only the evil owner, but he can wrestle too, unlike his father, Vince McMahon. So, but you, but would it be the negative? Would be he's copying his father and stuff like that? What say you, TW? It, it, I was just going to say, not just him, but if Lawler and Jarrett are the back guys, mm-hmm. Lawler's never won a world title other than the AWA one, and that was in like the ass end of it where they were merging it, and it was like no choice in it. So Lawler would be tempted to put the belt on himself. You know, Jarrett would. And if you do that, what what happens is you have an undercard. And if, if you're on the undercard and you look up and the only people that have the belt are the people running the show, you're mm-hmm. going to leave because okay. you already see the writing on the wall. Jared's putting himself over. Jerry's putting himself over. Shane's putting himself over. What about me? What about Raven? So they're going to leave. Plus, you, you are absolutely like with Cody. And I'm surprised there hasn't been more coming. I think those guys made a terrible mistake last week, a couple weeks ago, by all saying. I think Kenny Omega, of, of for sure, made a mistake. There's nothing left for him to do there. You you, you stay uh, you stay loyal to the brand that you created. I'm not mad at Kenny Omega. I'm not mad at loyal. him, but I think he's going to regret it. I think Hangman Page is a fraud. He was my favorite guy. He was the guy I was looking most but let, Let's be realistic. Again, it's a sense of pride. It's a sense of your ego, too. Bischoff okay. did not want to come to WWE. He had no yeah. choice but he, because and he they went no out of problem. business. He so, had no problem. Do Kenny Omega, does. but Ken, I'm not mad at Kenny Omega for staying with his baby. This is I'm not either. That, yeah. I'm not either. But I think in 20 years from now or 10 years from now, he's going to regret it. Because that guy grew up, whether he wants to admit it or not, if you love the Dynamite Kid and Bret Hart, I don't care if you're from Winnipeg, you, that means you watch WWE, and to, to know that he's oh, never or you or you watch Japan because they were there too. So I'm I'm being realistic that's, that's, too. That's your listen. You're you're being a defensive. I'm telling you oh. that every kid, still, I would say in any wrestling anywhere, if you're telling them you can, you can have a WrestleMania moment, every one of them wants one, and if they're they're sacrificing that for this place, and it's so horribly run. That they're going to no, regret it. We, we, yeah, we're not getting into the, know, that, that organization. That's, that's just what I'm saying to you. Mm-hmm. When 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 all this plays out and Shane buys it, what you're also going to do is light a fire under Vince to take your guys. So mm-hmm. you you got to be careful who you make that figurehead because Goldberg has a price. Vince has a price. And if Shane doesn't have it in the beginning, they're leaving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
So you might want to put the belt on AJ Styles, a young AJ Styles there. Maybe not the world title, but one of them, just because you want to have someone who's probably cheap, who's probably signed for five years or four years, someone is going to be there that you don't have to worry about sliding out the back door in 18 months. Think about the possibilities, TW, of the young and the old. We, we, again, I'm not going to hash on the on the NWO original three. We already know they got to be there. We already know Goldberg's going right. to be there. You got right. Jeff Jarrett, let's just say hypothetically. From the ECW side, you got Rob Van Dam. You got Tommy Dream because they didn't basically sign just yet into the WWE. So they could – Shane McMahon can actually sneak in and swoop in and take some ECW guys like Rob Van Dam, Kid Cash – uh, you could talk about even Steve Carino. I'm, again, you might not say that they're big stars. I get you. I'm just saying, but the the possibilities are endless in, in that se- in that sense. You talk about AJ Styles. You talk about Elix Skipper. You talk about Christopher Daniels. You got a foundation of young up and comers that can get the the shine to get the WCW Television Title to get the if you want to elevate the you know rebirth the cruiserweight division because again, like I said, Jeff Jarrett with his TNA vision. And you give him the book and you give him the power behind the scenes. He created he created a legacy called the X Division in his own TNA Impact Wrestling, right, TW? So yep. I'm giving him all the props. So I'm seeing that idea where, where Jeff Jarrett can actually resurrect and give a new direction to the Cruiserweight Division. So it'd be very interesting. Reflection, actually, got to be realistic. It'd be very, very interesting to wait to see Jeff Jarrett's vision of the Cruiserweight division. And, of course, Mc- Shane McMahon has got the pomp and circumstances and the sizzle with the entertainment. And you've got the, 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 the main eventers, if you will, that can talk and all that stuff. So what's the UTW? Because there's a lot of brain trust because I could see some of the, the ECW people being in there and doing cer- certain things. You can have a mixture – on USA Network, a little hardcore, Mid-South, wrestling, and of course, you, you still can milk the Attitude Era to a degree. I'm not saying, again, the times there are changing, so I, I'm not saying that you could go all blood and guts, and you cannot say the seven deadly words. You know, I'm, I'm realistic there, too, but you can actually milk it a little bit just to get people to watch you, and of course, and then in 2002, 2003, 2004, kind of like switch it up a bit and change the direction. What's ATW about the possibilities? They're, they're endless. And if everybody's mm-hmm. on the same page, it's got success ready-made, just ready-made. The problem is, and, and I wrote this on your post on, on Facebook about the whole, you can't come to collision. You can, you can't do this. It, mm-hmm. It's, it was so horrible that, that, what do you call it? Something favored nations or whatever. Yeah. Um, it killed WCW, right? Between the fact that you had to give these guys raises every time you signed someone new, and then mm-hmm. also you gave them creative control of their character. Well, You're, technically, that's only, why you they said only Hogan had that, so you know. I don't right. know. If the, I don't know if the other people had it, but only Hogan. Well, they had the favored nations deal, so that that yeah. that's just insane that someone would be okay with that. That's like in the in the hockey and NBA now. Uh, I think but again, we know with Shane McMahon being under the learning tree of Vince McMahon, he can sw- maybe he can fake it out, sell you on the opportunity, and right. tell you that the money's coming. Right. And then he is not going to do favor nations. He's not going to do creative control. We already we, he already knows those mistakes. 
It's been right. well documented. So yeah. he's not going to make, like you said. It's he's not what made him own. owner. If he if he's the owner, it's what made him right. owner. Yeah. Right. So he's no, he cannot make the same mistakes twice. I just want to say that. Go ahead, TW. Right. But, 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 but those contracts are like, like to me, I think NBA has no trade clauses in people's contracts, but the NHL is full of them. And mm-hmm. you, you would think these NHL GMs would be like, hell no. If you want to know trade clause, you're not playing for us. Get out of here. Just go and sign a different mm-hmm. free agent. Because if they did that enough, people would stop asking for them and stop getting them, right? So then you end up stuck with guys with seven-year contracts, refuse to let you trade them, and then you're just bleeding their money. But that that's what that favorite nations did. So you can't have that. I, I do like your idea. Sign an exclusive contract. And maybe have a, a floor, like I'll pay you at least this, but mm-hmm. when ratings go up and, and buy rates go up and, and I'll show you got, you got to be realistic. I, I'm being realistic. Yeah, you can yeah. sell on the opportunity. You'll get more money future. on top yeah. of your contract right. when this shit gets rolling. Yeah. So it's an investment, not only to, not only Shane to the wrestler, but the wrestler is investing on the potential of w of the new wcw so let me ask you this tw because you know there's nothing really left to talk about so i guess not saying booking wise what would be tw's vision of the let's say the debut episode of the return of wcw in september of 2001 what would be the first person that you would have to see on tv in front of let's say a 10,000 seat arena even pick the location. What, what would be the perfect location and the perfect person to open the new Nitro? I think because, I mean, you got to do it. I would put it in the Mall of America again. I would I would start small, a little small place like that. Um, I wouldn't have a Luger situation there again, but I, I would start. And I, you know what? One of the worst things WCW did, in my opinion, was when Russo came out and stripped everybody of the belts and then made new champions. I, I didn't like that. That that mm-hmm. looked desperate, right? But oh. if you're gone away mm-hmm. and then you come back each week, have a four-person tournament or an eight-person tournament, that's well, we that know is. that that would be the most obvious choice. Right. I'm just but I'm actually well, you gave me the venue. Who right. would be the person to say welcome to the new uh night? Tony Schiavone. It'd be Tony Schiavone all day long. Oh, really? Or Shane, Shane and Tony, they could be. They he could really go old school Vince McMahon. He could be the the commentator. Okay. Uh, well, whoever, maybe maybe him and Jesse to piss Vince off even more by having Jesse Ventura there. I would agree with you on the on the fact like like the way Shane McMahon closed the old WCW in the ring, saying I bought WCW. It would be apropos reflection nights if you would agree with me. I kind of don't agree with the Mall of America. I'll get into that in a second. Right. But I agree with Shane McMahon being in the ring in front of a, a, a crowd. Maybe Omni. Maybe the Omni in Atlanta or something like that. Where that that would be more apropos. Because, again, I would think Atlanta would be, you know, you have to create your base. You have to, like, get that base back. Again, it would have to be Atlanta. It would have to be... Greensboro, North Carolina. It would have to be Baltimore. Charlotte, North Carolina. Baltimore. Maybe maybe Baltimore to kind of put a FU to Vince. But Omni sound I would like I like the Omni better because it's still open. Or or I think it's the Phillips Arena. I think Omni got, got uh demolished in the in the in the, the late Sportatorium 90s. or the riverboat in Vegas. No, we ain't doing that. No, no, no. <laughs> then then they'd be dead on arrival. The global I, dome. The global I, dome. I would I would think. The Phillips Arena in Atlanta would be the perfect venue 
to start the new Nitro because it, at least then you could get 5,000, 10,000, you know, in that arena. And again, you got a loyal Southern fan base because a lot of people don't realize this, Reflectionites. The Southern wrestling fan left. They said, fuck wrestling. They did not go and watch WWE. They did not say, I like variety. They love WCW, but WCW was the lineage to rap, pro wrestling, the Southern wrestling style. The NWA. And, what, and the NWA, like you just said, TW. They, once, that, once WCW closed its doors, that fan base said, I haven't watched wrestling since maybe 2000. That, that's, that's my honest opinion. So I say, you say Mall of America, I say the Omni I, slash Phil Serena. Well, first of all, I also said the Omni. So I, it was me. No, you that said that I, second when I kind of like disagree with it. No, 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 no. I said the Mall of America just because I'm basing it off of WCW, not NWA. And like, if you want people to get excited, you're like, we're here at the Mall of America, and everybody would be there free and watching from them upper thing. You know what I mean? Like you would mm -hmm. hope it drew, right. and it would be an event, an experience. And that that's why I picked that. Doesn't have to be that mm -hmm. one. Right. You know, they could do it from Hollywood, Florida. I don't care. But you mm -hmm. want something where people don't necessarily have to buy a ticket. They can just be there. I, I get the the reasoning that you want the Mall of America. I just say, you know. If you want to make a splash a little bit, you have to take a risk. And yeah. Shane is a McMahon, first and foremost, so he's a risk taker. So that's why I say Atlanta Omni or Phillips Arena is the perfect starting Hot. point. Hot Atlanta is the Hot. perfect starting point for the new WCW. So let me ask you this question again on to close out this what if. I'm surprised we got the kind of minutes that I got on the on this. So I'm it was because of the openings. The day, the but, that too, yeah, you, you really took a long time with that shit. But anyway. Yeah. Less time than uh, the, the Pro Wrestling Tees box. Yeah. Let's put a bow on this, TW. So I want your honest opinion. Do you think if Shane McMahon was able to do this, able to swindle his father out of WCW and get it on, you know, the USA Network in September 2001, what do you think the course of wrestling would be? Would there ever have been a Ring of Honor? Would there? Well, I think there would be a ring, but you get what I'm saying. Would there ever be another platform grown wrestling like AEW has become? But because it took 20 years to get AEW to become the number two organization, TNA it took it didn't a couple take 20 of years. years. It took money from someone named Chad. Well, Chad. Again, Con I'm just no, no. I'm just saying for the wrestling fan who is sick and tired of WWE right. being dominating, right. being a dominating figure. We, people waited 20 years for another organization that had that kind of platform. So what say ETW? If Shane did what he did, what would say other organizations? They would well, not. For, would first they exist? Foremost, it would be dual cast on USA and and TNT. Right. It would Shane would have been on there. Vince would have been on there. Not talking about it. Not and, not TNT TNN. I'm uh, just giving you the logistics. Who? That's where he TNN. Yeah. yeah. So here's what I think. It would it would be feast or famine. It would either do really 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 well right away and mm -hmm. and then sustained to this day, or it would have failed miserably immediately. It would have been one of the two, and I think define, if it does define succeed, define immediately in terms of a timeline. Like they come back in September by January February they're done. Damn, because, you have yeah. no you have no no. no I'm saying it would be either or. It would either okay. be huge or it mm -hmm. would be a bust. Dead on arrival, like you said a couple times. So, right. so I think there still would be a Ring of Honor. I think there still would be something like that. There would be this lust or thirst for AEW or Impact, because Impact 
it got up a little bit before it fell off, you know, for uh-huh. the same reasons. You bring in the same cancers and it goes shit with a shock. But I think there'd still be a ring of honor and there'd still be possibly even impact because of two reasons. Not Why impact because if Jerry Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett are with Shane, then there's not going to be them, but it'll be something. Wrestling was so popular in 95, 96, 97 that by 2001, 2002, 2003, you had way more people wanting to be a pro wrestler than ever before. There was They, they would have all needed somewhere to go and okay. eventually move up to the one or the other, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like right now. So the, so the indies would still be a slow burn, but they yes. would be a plentiful. But then you just needed that, that, that platform like WCW would have offered to right. be a, the alternative if you couldn't get to the WWE. I right. get you. Because mm-hmm. you, you need a place for all these new like surplus of wrestlers. And, and a lot of them are pretty good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it used to be, I used to tell people this all the time when I was a kid. I'm like, you know, I don't want to be a wrestler until I'm 25, 26. And I'm like, why? Most of these guys didn't make it to WWF or NWA until they were in their 30s, unless mm-hmm. they were second generation. So all of those guys did house shows and renegade shows and territories before even making it to TV. So you still need that. But some of these guys are so good that you have guys like Austin Theory and and the Young Bucks. Not now, but you know you had these young dudes, these young 20s, whippersnappers. Yes, I get you. Snappers in their early twenties just getting over because you know. It, it's weird because wrestling went from being you, something that we were fans of because you know what, it was larger than life. You know what you be, just you just what? you know what you just reminded me about two thousand one. What? Guess who would have been available in two thousand one? No, no, CM Punk. He yep. would have went to the new WCW. Yeah. Because of, the, of because of what you just said, he was hungry. He was to- not toiling, but he was work- getting his street cred in the indies, going every which way. Right. WCW would have scooped him. Yeah. If if you have Shane McMahon and Jeff Jarrett had the eye for young talent like that, you know he would pluck AJ Styles. He already plucked Samoa Joe. I think he would have plucked CM Punk before Vince would have pl- would have got him from the OVW right. system. So I'm just saying right there. Paul so Heyman good, good is the one to put CM Punk on their radar. But uh, mm-hmm. but but wrestling. What I was saying is it's weird. It went from we were kids looking at guys who we thought were larger than life, like these dudes on my wall. Mm-hmm. And now it's like the wrestling fans want someone that looks like them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's because they want to feel like they can do it too, even though all they see them doing is getting Cheeto dick. But the fact is, <laughs> that's the that's fuck? the new that's the new wrestling like star. Mm-hmm. I, I I mentioned earlier, I I don't care how small Adam Corolla Adam Cole is. I love Adam Cole. They're just they're turning into this bitch and i i don't know if it's he's his gonna doing. turn he's gonna turn on mjf it's gonna be all worth it it's Fine, all of but what i'm telling you is this all this you can't say that on tv and you, you 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 know you can't call people fat you can't do that like stop we all know that shit don't stop being a preacher right um and yeah he turns on it's, him and, it's offering entertainment and, a different uh, well, scale. and, and, and i think it's more kyle o'reilly to heal so you can have kyle o'reilly Roderick Strong, him, and come on, Bobby Fish. No one's hiding. No, it's it's, it's on, not going to be that. It's going to be him, Roddy, and the Kingdom resurfacing that from the ROH uh, days. 
to turn on MJF. But again, that's hyperboles here. But I get where you're going with that. But he's offering the entertainment value, which is so desperately needed on the AEW side. But we're not talking about yeah. AEW. We're talking about the new WCW. So again, I think there is a chance that WCW would have been would still be alive to this day if Shane McMahon legitimately purchased the WC the new WCW because he's a McMahon. He's headstrong. He's stubborn and he's motivated. He would be motivated not only not to put his father out of business, but to one up his father. He's yeah. motivated to be, you know, like I have to do what I have to do. You're not gonna give me the ball and run with it. You're not gonna pass the torch. Which, again, I keep I keep telling Reflectionites, I don't know if Vince Cena would have sold to his 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 son. He was sick, so he had no choice to sell. Right. You know. To sell his stock of capital uh, wrestling to Vince McMahon Jr. So Vince McMahon has been healthy as a horse. Again, no pun intended. So Shane McMahon, you and me, TW, if we were in that DeLorean, we would tell Shane. We would take him out for beers and stuff like that. No homo shit. But we would take him out for beers and try to tell him, take, use your trust fund. Use your money. Save. You could save wrestling. We would Isn't his wife rich? Isn't his wife's family rich? I think so. Again, there's money That's there. Scorpion King, it was their studio that well, the wife and Shane I'm, I'm just saying, but again, but Shane was so like tunnel vision with the torch being passed with WWE because we understand he wanted to get that legacy. But if he only knew what his father would eventually do, we he could have saved he would be like he would be revered like Tony Khan is revered to the AEW Mark Tards right now in 2020 threats for saving right. wrestling. Shane McMahon would have been the guy that saved professional wrestling in I don't know if that guy's still revered. I think he loses people by the hour, but yeah. Again, with tribalism, but well, that's tribalism. But I'm I'm just giving the devil its due. So some people have said that Tony Khan has saved wrestling. So I would say Shane Mc, people would would revere Shane McMahon for saving wrestling in the in the position that it was heading to. In 2001. Right. And with that being said, we close on this special what if dedicated to Christopher Paul Bruce Winland because he gave me the idea, you know, to just, you know, he gave he he was throwing out some darts and this just came out of nowhere. I wasn't gonna do a what if reflection as I'm being honest with you. I was going episodic, so I'll say that for next week. So with that being said, TW, again. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. It's one of the, the least popular ones. We're going to go episodic, so I'm going to try to find an organization. Maybe I might do Glow. Maybe I might do Midget Wrestling from the 80s. Have we ever done WOW? Women of Wrestling? Yeah. I don't know how old they are, so I'm, if I can find anything old, I'll try to do WOW, but again, we'll see. No, no, no. Not the current WOW. The WOW when Glow became WOW. When Nina, when, when, no, that's, uh, L, that's LPWA. Ladies Professional Wrestling Association. Oh, no, it was America. fucking yeah. wild, dude. I promise you, I was rubbing them out to that shit. It was wild because Nina Ferrari used to be Hollywood or whatever the hell. That's Ivory. We'll talk about she that was, behind it. We'll she was on Glow that. as one character. We'll, then on Wow, she was a different see character. That, see, that's why it's unpopular with our Reflectionites, with the 12. I have to give up. We have to fight episodics that matter to the Reflectionites. Okay. Again, okay. I understand wow. I understand your wow. of impact. We did that one already. We did? Yes. Have we ever done a Ring of Honor? We've done a couple. Yeah. See? I don't know. It's, it's the head. It's the head. You know, sometimes you get hit in your head. Yeah. But with that, with that <laughs> being said, we close 
I'm going episodic next week, but TW, give out those socials so we can finally get out of here. The Pro Wrestling Coalition Network sponsors us at PWC Network at podbean.com. I mean, media groups also there at podbean.com and also channelattitude.com. Our Twitter is at PWReflection. Uh, I mentioned to Travis when I apologize for cussing. So at Nuts and Volts PW. That's V O E L T Z Volts, not V O L T S like a normal person would spell it. Uh-huh. That's Nuts and Volts PW. Uh, and then Big Ray is on all the social media, whether you want to call it X or Twitter or Grinder or whatever. You find him at Big Ray Hernandez, and you can check him out every Wednesday on the Next Level podcast. Even Professor stopped in for that one, and we're still haven't we haven't been offered a sweet enough deal to go on there myself. But I'll go on there one day too, um, and then that leads yeah, me to me. Ray, get, get him, Wonder. get him some hookers. That's the only way he's gonna get hookers on. Hookers and blow. Uh, and then at Tommy Wonder nineteen is Instagram and Heel X Twitter. Uh, Snapchat is number wonder, Facebook.com backslash Tommy Wonder, and then at the Tommy Wonder is my TikTok and my nice guy Twitter X. Um, and then Big Vito Brand, him and Noel can be found at bigvitobrand.wixsite.com, patreon.com backslash the Big Vito Brand, or you can check them out at twitch.tv backslash the Big Vito Brand and see this video released early every week. And you can find me on my X at PWSOPROF. That's PWSOPROF. And if this gets uploaded by yes. track Brown, this will be available. <laughs> this will be available on the PWSO networks on the YouTube. Follow my brothers in arms, Billy Ray Valentine, the host of the Wednesday Locker Room at Obi Wan You Know Me, and of course the King of the Reactions, Eight Track Brown at the number Eight T R A C Brown. And again, next week we'll go episodic. Maybe we'll do NWA, maybe we'll do ECW, maybe we'll do ROH, maybe we'll do GLOW, maybe we'll do WOW, maybe we'll do LPWA, maybe we'll do IWA, ICW, I don't know, I have to look, I have to find something that makes sense, and I have to find something on YouTube that actually works, because some of those YouTube clips, they just, you know, you, you ever see, like, when you record off the VCR TW, you hear, you have no voice, you see the like the interference and all that stuff. I have to try to find a, a clear YouTube for TW so this way he doesn't bitch to the professor saying why the yeah. hell you find this stuff. Okay, and with that being said, I'm the professor. That's Mr. Wonderful, the conservative liberal, the liberal conservative, dum dum do it. So Tommy one is saying good night and we'll see you next time here at the PWR podcast at the Hami Media Group at Podbean.com. Yeah. You gotta milk that until it's done. <laughs> I love that dude, dude. Uh-